what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined by Twisted Metal Nick Davey. Good evening. <laughs> and the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling, Lance Rivera. Hello. How are you both doing this evening, lads? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I'm all right. All things considering. Oh, I, well, considering what? Has tested positive for coronavirus. So, yeah. It's, oh, uh, I, as I say, it's one of the lucky ones, though. Like, like Drew McIntyre said, one of the lucky ones who's not shown any symptoms or ill or anything like that. So, it's uh, more relieved that I'm in isolation and not been able to pass it on to fellow Brits. Yeah, it might not be oh. so lucky. So happy I'm in. A, happy I'm, in, I'm not passing it on, but upset I can't leave my house even though I feel fit as a butcher's dog. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, as I say, luck, feel, feeling lucky, feeling grateful and lucky. Mm. There's nowhere oh. to go anyway, so you're not missing much by staying inside. Just missing going for a run, didn't you? That's all I want. <laughs> Don't care about going anywhere else, but just want to run. Why don't you just run around the house? Run around to uh, go garden. Well, I think about that. My old garden, I could have probably done in my old house, but this one's just a bit too small and it's, the grass is long. <laughs> well, you, by running on it, you're stomping the grass down. Do a few yeah. laps, you'd be all right, because it's all like, if you do like, what, 20 laps? Comparative, innit? It all works out. Uh, yeah. I'll just, just wait till Friday, then when I'm, when I'm released, based on good <laughs> behaviour. Released on bail. Released on good behaviour. <laughs> Provided that's still anymore. Don't think no, I don't think so. I just I think it's just if you're not showing any more symptoms you can go. But you weren't showing symptoms in the first place. So it's ten days after your test, so yeah, provided no symptoms arrive. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much, you know, like it's a bit like because I, I would have assumed you'd need to be tested again by the end of your quarantine. Well, I thought that would be the call. I mean, to be fair, it was hard enough trying to get a test in the first place, let alone trying to get retested. <laughs> is it is it hard to get tested? I thought you just went really to hard. Literally, on, on, online, online rejected me nine times. One phone call rejected me. Then, I, then in the end, I um, just filled it out again online. To I in fact, I actually lied online to try and get a test because I was just wanted one because well, the good thing I did. Yeah. What made you want to get tested? Was it because my, my housemates, my housemates yeah. um, got it or had it? Uh-huh. Well, got it. Well, so he, he tested positive, and I did it. And I wanted one when we got when it came back. I just wanted to get one. So how can they how can they deny you a test then? I just walked to our local test centre and got tested. Well, that's cute. what I thought. Because I I had a scare because my f- friend thought it was funny to lie and say he'd got in contact with someone who had it. So he's, he was like, oh, I'm getting a test and thought it was dead funny to lie to us all. And then like half an don't hour later, that, you, yeah, don't do that. Because after about half an hour, he's like, oh, dead funny. It's a joke. <laughs> like, oh, great. But yeah, we were going to have to drive up to Stoke-on-Trent to try and get um, get tested. Wow. Well, what's happening, guys? You are listening to Amira Blair, the bad bitch. You know who it is. And we are listening to BBG Wrestling. Right, so history was made on Impact's first major event of the year. Hard Hooray! to kill. And um, world champions from Firewall Promotions collided in the squared circle. So, Nick, how was your first experience of an Impact pay-per-view? Uh, to be fair, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's obviously perfect time at the moment, regardless of, um, I mean, with one man, getting me involved after the whole uh, angle last month but I think mm-hmm. given you're in a lockdown uh, I think it's obviously a good time to try and get new fans in regardless of the, the link with AEW and um, they delivered to be fair I, I really was impressed with the video package before the show started yeah. uh, put together very professionally almost had like an old school feel to a pay-per-view so instantly felt excited for the show 
And um, yeah, again, I feel given it's difficult for um, promotions like um, Impact, given they've got absolutely no fans in the audience, I thought they did really well. Um, really a big fan of Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown on commentary. I thought they were excellent, much better. I was wondering who the other person was when I was watching the main event. You're looking at the real deal now. <laughs> Um, I yeah, they're they were great on commentary, weren't they? Striker, I think, is brilliant. I think he's so much better than. Uh, again, I don't like being rude about people as such, but obviously we're a wrestling podcast. We have to be honest. I think um, Matt Striker is so much better than Josh Matthews. I think if Impact need to address the commentary, I'd have them two on, and I would um, I would have them inst- I'd have them replace um, Josh Matthews and and uh, Madison Rain. Do you know why they were why them two were? Because I swear every impact I watch it's always Matthews and Madison Rain, or it has been since I started watching last month. Was there a reason they've, why? they've been promoted to like creative? Oh. Paired. Yeah, I was gonna say I believe that um Madison Rain's um left the commentary position, doesn't she? Yeah. Josh's as well. I'm sure they've both been promoted. Uh, well I'd get Josh I off. I think Impact's put out a post about it actually the other day. Yeah, it's on our website. <laughs> there we go yeah that's cool well um, I should know these things Dino Brown and Striker were brilliant I thought but the, the overall show really enjoyed it um, I watched it on Sunday morning yeah, so, so nice. yeah it says um, Josh Matthews has been promoted to behind the camera position update on Madison Rain coming soon yeah because they posted yeah I found the picture here they've posted a farewell Madison Rain um, graphic on their Instagram ah Stating that she's a five-time knockouts champion, a two-time knockouts tag team champion, and it just says hashtag thank you Madison. Oh, so it makes me good. feel like she's on her way out. Yeah, definitely. But maybe that's just the uh, the way they want to frame it. Well, they're in good hands, aren't they? I thought they were brilliant. Striker and D'Lo Brown um, helped. I always like Mark Striker. Yeah, same. He always has just a passionate feel. Um, like, yeah, you've always got to see him. Uh, he always seems to be generally enjoying the product and generally enjoying what he's watching um so yeah i've got a lot of time for matt striker um but yeah overall i like the thought the smooth of the whole show was very good i enjoyed the um yeah the whole layout match to match i thought was they got everything right in that sense and uh, match quality was good obviously there was no uh they obviously had a good selection of kind of your matchups the brutal matches some good good technical matches but yeah Overall, really impressed, as I say, given the fact that it was a, a dead behind the closed doors show sort of thing. As I I say, I've said a couple of times with Impact, the, the way that they film the show, you don't notice there isn't a crowd there as much. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I was a bit confused at first because they were pumping in crowd sounds. And I was like, it's just people behind the camera. But I also find it very strange that you've not thought about putting anyone in there like they do on WWE or on AEW. Hmm. I thought I thought that was kind of strange how they haven't bothered with that. I say I've, I've like I've, out of all the companies who've done no fans, I think they've done it the best. Who have actually kept it with no no fans? Yeah, it was fine, and I think it gives you a nice mix up because I think if everyone was doing the same thing, I think it would be a bit. Uh, it's nice that everyone's kind of got their own different things, like WWE with the screens, AEW with the wrestlers, and well, obviously a minor capacity crowd. And now TNA were just the strip behind no closed doors. So it's nice to have a bit of a mix-up, I think, from promotion to promotion. Those screens still give me proper Black Mirror vibes. <laughs> mm. It makes me feel so uncomfortable. Really? Not, like, properly uncomfortable, but do you remember the episode of Black Mirror that I'm on about? watched it for years. I watched like, the first the two series. Really the, um, the, the talent show one. Oh, yeah. Got to, yeah. got to get credits to be on the talent show, and then they come up and they've got the judges in front of them. Oh, and yeah. then it's a I big did watch screen. It when I was on telly, but it was years and years and years ago. I can't remember it. Yeah, I watched it all on Netflix. And, it's on uh, <laughs> it just gives me that proper. I saw it on Twitter. Mm. And I was like, oh no. Because <laughs> um, someone had tweeted about Britain's Got Talent being looking exactly the same. Yeah. And I haven't been able to stop looking at it like that ever since. <laughs> Yeah, so the main event was Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Rich Swan, Chris Saban and Moose. I thought the match kind of delivered on every level. I think it had like fast pace and it was really fun double moves. And I thought Moose was the MVP. And he kind of cemented why he is number one contender to Swan's championship in the company. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. It made me want to go have a wrestling match. I was like, oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> 
yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this match. It was good, and it got everyone over as well. I thought with the um, everyone it needs to. I think um, again, Rich Swan, especially for those new fans potentially who might be watching, um, uh, given it is obviously a, an impact paper, not down the go. Oh, Rich Swan, he was in WWE, certainly mm. did himself um, no harm. Uh, really like a proper main event sort of contender. I thought, uh, I, I thought the chemistry between him and Omega was great at times as well. So I'd love yeah. to see, love to see them have a potential match. Uh, well, I'm sure we probably will get that. Uh, at some stage of Omega wants to collect all these titles. Um, did enjoyed the backstage as well of Moose um, for the match as well, saying that he, he'll, t- he'll probably come after the AEW title. Really would like to see yeah, him. In a, <laughs> uh, he just looks like a badass Moose. Um, obviously an experienced wrestler, one of your sort of TNA originals, if you, if you will. So, um, yeah, I think um, I'm all forward to seeing where this goes forward. But, yeah, everyone... Um, Everyone did real, and given the fact that obviously they had to add Moose on with like a real life scenario, I, I presume it was a real life. I think it was it a COVID test or uh, it was something to do with COVID. Haven't, they, they haven't really released why. Um, I think he, couldn't it, have, it was it just he couldn't get there. That's the seems to be. It seems to be a COVID thing. Whether he's got it, yeah. or, I know some people don't really like to uh, proper brag about if they've got a positive test or what have you or, or anything like that. But it seems to be it was probably COVID or something. But it was a real life scenario that obviously dictates it so they did well to put all the packaging together and as i say and build up general and that was me going into it thinking actually this is made me even more excited now with moose seeing the added impact of the moose will he will he will he get along with rich swan or will he, will he yeah. sort of be a twatter will he join will he join <laughs> join um, don Callis's side um there was all sorts going for would, would potentially someone else turn on moose but rich one not trust him and it becomes almost that i'd better turn on him before he turns on me type thing so yeah. um there were so many sort of questions and excitement going into the main event. And yeah, for, as I say, for a first, me being a first time watcher of an impact pay-per-view, really impressed. I know I, I, I don't want to say I will become a regular viewer of impact going forward at the moment. I certainly am due to the crossover with AEW, which I'm really enjoying, but yeah. keep doing shows like this and it'll be hard to almost not keep in contact sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, and, that, and that's to say, I thought the whole show as well, was 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 good as well 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 for you if you get a bit of spare time this week and you're like oh actually should i go back and watch it 100 percent would would worth a watch here's a question for you nick yeah will you go back and watch old tna impact pay-per-views now pretty not like something if it's got like I, I won't be any interested in watching like i don't know like a main event of like t- from 2011 or something with sting versus rick flair that won't do anything for me however Going back and maybe watching something from, I don't know, like, I, 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 if there's someone gives me a good tip of, like, wrestlers, and I, like an AJ Styles versus someone match, maybe I might go back hmm. and watch, or even in recent years, uh, I don't know, maybe like I'd a... Recommend, um, I'd recommend both this year. The last two or three slam anniversaries have all been brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. 18-19. That could be one for our listeners. Fire, um, fire recommendations of... Uh, <laughs> of impact matches for me to go and watch when I've, I'm in quite, I mean, I'm in, I'm isolating at the moment, so I need all the help I can get for swap wrestling. So yeah. Well, the classic one for you to go back and watch is from unbreakable 2005, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. Nice. Said to be the greatest impact wrestling match of all time. All the time. Decent. Well, sold. With Kenny Omega getting the one-winged angel and pinning Rich Swan in the middle of the ring, do you see it being like a, it could be a triple threat match of all the titles on the line? Maybe Swan versus Moose versus Omega. Yeah, why not? That'd be that'd be a fat match. That would <laughs> that would be unreal. That would be class. Um, and you could just because see put they put a graph. I've seen a graphic where it's Swan and Moose, but there's kind of like a shadow. But they, they, they could put Omega. It's definitely going to be Omega. That. It's going to it's going to all kick off on on uh, Wednesday night. Well, you could have uh, do we go out Tuesday night? Tuesday night, but Dynamite is Wednesday. Um, <laughs> but even on Tuesday night, you could see Psych happening. And um, but I think I think as well with um, uh, Rich Swan, you could even potentially even go like. You might even see crossovers like could Tony Khan maybe try and get Rich Swan to come over to AEW, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, or Moose to AEW. So I say I think they need to be careful when not going to. Um, I don't. They need to be careful and not going too far into like um, making it all about 
Don Callis versus Tony Khan. I think yeah. certainly that needs to be a that does need to be a, a pin a focus. Yeah, definitely. But don't blast it all over the product sort of thing like we've seen from other companies and putting authority figures all over the product. So keep it all about yeah. the wrestlers. Keep it all about Kenny, hundred percent, and just enjoy the ride as well. I think because this is fantastic viewing at the moment. Keep it up both for promotions and um, yeah, loving it. I do suspect that some TNA guys will start turning up on AEW more. Yeah. Because there's only so long that they'll be like, oh, well, I suppose Kenny Omega's going to come here and kick off every five minutes. So I feel like there's got to be a natural backlash for what's going on. Because obviously you've got the good brothers turning up on AEW um, and they're sorting out their own version of the Bullet Club, which I'm surprised they're getting away with. I say they were, they, they were they were wearing official New Japan merch. They must have had permission to wear. Yeah, that, that was what I was going to mention um, in a minute. But yeah, it seems to be something's your, going your, on. There. Your predictions coming true. Yeah, <laughs> because um, oh my god, because they've got to have permission because it's all copyrighted. Yeah, and he's turning up with the old Halloween Bullet Club uh, T-shirt on, and then something that people have failed to notice as much. Carl Anderson and uh, Luke Gallows are strutting around in their old Bullet Club gear. Yeah. Ooh. Like Luke Gallows got Bullet Club right across his chest and Carl Anderson's got it down his I think it was his right leg. And I was that like, oh no. Thomas Hunger's been mentioning it on his podcast as well. Oh, they jog, they jog. Bullet Club. So it could be like Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be Jarg Bullet Club. I think that there, no, no, there must no, be a deal in place here. No, that's no. what Tom I'm, I'm paraphrasing what Tom, Tom Tonga said. Oh, Tom Tonga said. That is, like, so cool. Oh, it's all going to kick off, isn't it? Yeah. It's exciting times. That's what I think that's the biggest takeaway from, from this. And it's, I think for the first pay-per-view, usually in January, we get, like, a um, NXT UK. Uh, mm. we, well, obviously, you get Wrestle Kingdom. Um, personally, for me, obviously, don't watch... New Japan, I know it's obviously fantastic. It always gets you proper in the mood. So um, I think for watching that first pay per view of the year, uh, you, you, I think you almost you almost have a bit of pressure to deliver almost to get the wrestling fans excited. Obviously f- for the general, for the just the general the general wrestling family, we've got WrestleMania around the corner, which is in theory the most exciting time for for all wrestling fans. And mm. um, and I think it's also a good chance for other promotions to um, uh, obviously to raise the game and that's naturally how we've kind of this is why when you go to Wrestlemania uh, usually obviously this is pre-Covid it's all about a um, festivity isn't it of going to see all these promotions when you're out there I mean when yeah. I actually went to well, funny enough, when I went to New Orleans actually <laughs> ago, my, my, the thing I was looking forward to most out there was seeing all these all the shows like seeing the um well, seeing Kenny Omega funny enough at the um, Wrestle Super Show so I've never seen him before in my life so you naturally will get that as well. So it's, it's a great chance for these other companies to also um, to strike while the iron's hot, if you will, when it's an exciting period for wrestling fans. Yeah, the other thing, we, Jay White is Bullet Club. And he's free agents at the moment. That's one of my predictions. <laughs> NXT. NXT. But do you see him going to NXT while this is all kicking off? What is in, what is in COVID or what you, as in AW versus... No, as in A. AEW, TNA, Bullet Club, New Japan, kind of <laughs> it depends. going I mean, on here. I know it sounds a bit generic and cliche, but money talks at the end of the day. It's the <laughs> I was going to say, they're offering money, big bucks for him, then mm. he might he might think, actually, I best take, I best take obviously, the um, well, the deal. Obviously, we, we all know about COVID precautions. If obviously, WWE are offering a guaranteed uh, obviously a bit more protect. I don't know protection in that respect. It all varies, doesn't it, at the moment? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it could all come down to money. It could come down to creative booking. NXT, I think, obviously, we've seen over the years that's certainly no, that's certainly not disastrous booking or anything like that. It's more the dreaded: how do they get booked when they move up to main roster? Obviously, we've seen some success with Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. And now it just depends on how other superstars do. So I think that's what they Definitely. they will now naturally keep their eye on. But yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting. Okay, 
And talking of WrestleMania, WWE announced the three host cities for the next three WrestleManias. So 37, sponsored by Snickers, comes to put. It's going to be um, April 10th and 11th at the Raymond James Stadium. Is that the same one it's going to be this year? Yeah, well, yeah. last year, yeah, yeah, definitely. Year. Tampa, Bla- yeah. Tampa Blaze Ground. Sorry, Tampa Bay's yeah. ground. <laughs> 38 is going to be in Texas at the TAT in Stadium. And 39 is going to be in the California at the Sophie Stadium. Yeah, in LA. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, um, they pushed that back to them. Most they pushed that one back two years, to be honest, um, to LA, mm-hmm. um, given it's supposed to be this year. Um but um, yeah, interesting to see Texas back on there. I know Texas. I think it's kind of. I think it isn't Texas to put the biggest stadium they have. But they can do in America. Maybe. So maybe they, their thinking is, well, we probably will sell it out given the fact that it's going to be. Well, you'd like to think it'll be normality then for that year. So the fact that everyone will be clucking to go, everyone will be obviously saving up around the world. We've saved money up probably for these holidays, once in a lifetime holidays. They're probably thinking is we'll easily sell out the stadium. It's the biggest stadium we can do it in America. We'll sell it out. We'll get over a hundred thousand. So that's my only thinking, really, for that. Yeah, they haven't announced how many people can go to the thirty-seven, but they are going to release ticket information soon. But there is thinking that maybe twenty twenty percent of the stadium could be filled if people go in bubbles and then have space between the bubbles. Do you? I know they, 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 I think that'll be the first show, won't it, when fans are allowed back, and then yeah. they'll, they'll take it from there. And did you enjoy the official announcement with the John Cena and Reigns and Heyman and Banks and Stephanie and Triple H? Uh, funny enough, I was watching the video, then my COVID text came through, so <laughs> I completely forgot where I was. So. I didn't uh, watch it yet. You haven't watched it yet? I'd, I'd recommend watching it. It's quite yeah, it was supposed to be good, but as I say, my yeah, <laughs> real-life scenario and all that. It's kind of too- <laughs> yeah. Cena's character is in it called Hugh, can't see me. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh, where are you? <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> yeah, I'd recommend everyone go. Yeah, I think I've, if it's our website, there's an article on it, and there's a link to the video in the article. All right, so we'll be back with the first round of a question of sports entertainment after a word from this week's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatic is the largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues and teams and players you love. If you enjoy our show and you are looking to buy a new jersey, sweatshirt or hat, you can support us by going to podgo.co forward slash fanatics and getting 25% off your next order. That's podgo.co slash fanatics. Fanatics, officially licensed everything. This is Bill Bain and you are listening to Broken but glorious. It's time for the first round of a question of sports entertainment. Nick is question master this week. Ooh. You've got, got to punish us, apparently. Or punish, <laughs> punish Lance for last week. <laughs> right. Sounds like something out of Fifty Shades of Grey, that does. Um, does it? He's going to punish you. <laughs> what the hell alright alright okay all right. so um, so I'm just getting my notes up now sorry okay so enough I literally just mentioned it a minute ago so uh, it's been well every year we do get the um the we get obviously the NXT UK at this time of year so mm-hmm. I want you to name me wrestlers that competed at NXT TakeOver Blackpool in 2020 so last year nxt uk blackpool 2020 i wanted to name you wrestlers that competed at the show nxt blackpool yeah okay and yeah. Oh, you can okay. decide amongst yourselves who <laughs> go first uh, and the pre-show doesn't count okay um i'll go first uh, walter correct zach gibson correct yeah james drake correct <laughs> yeah Flash Morgan Webster. Yep. Mark Andrews. Yep. Uh, Joe Coffey. Yep. Oh, is this the show he was against Dave Master? Is an answer or a question? Yeah, it's free at the moment. You're 4K, Chris. Is Dave Master your, your yes. answer? 
Dave Mastiff is incorrect. Oh. Oh, what's that when they had that? Oh, it was Joe Coffee versus Walter, wasn't it? Oh. It's oh. the Just trying. I'm, I'm thinking of a different show. I'm thinking of when they had that street fight. Was Trent Seven on the show? Trent Seven was indeed. 4 3, your last go there, Chris. Tyler Bates. Tyler Bates was on the show, yep. 4 all. Lance, your final go to take a 1 0 advantage into the uh, oh. last, into the next round. Just trying to think. Um, mm, oh, God. Oh, my mind's gone blank. Eddie Dennis. Oh, he has a Eddie Dennis is correct. He beat Trent Seven, funny enough, in the opening match. So, yeah. Yep. 5 4 to Lance. Uh, other answers you could have had. You could have had Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, Piper, yeah. Jordan Devlin, Mark Coffey. Wolfgang, of Fabian Anker, if I pronounced that correct, Marcel mm. Barfell, and that's it. Yeah. So well, to be fair. I should I should have got um, Eddie Dennis a lot quicker because uh, I've worked with Eddie Dennis before. He's a lovely fellow. I've seen the rumble you did with him. Yeah. yeah. It breaks my, breaks my feet, breaks my ankles. <laughs> you know uh, what? Interesting story about that. He grabbed my foot and it was just uh, a few months after I'd like, come back from breaking my ankle. <laughs> I grabbed my left foot and I was thinking in my head, oh no. Because <laughs> I knew what he was going to do, because he was going to do the, the twisty, snappy thing. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know, I don't know what my ankle's going to be like. But he was, he took care of me. He didn't know, but no. because he's just such a good worker, he took care of me. And I was like, oh, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely guy. Yeah, but yeah, sadly no NXT. Hopefully, I think they've I don't know if they've rescheduled the Dublin show yet, but hopefully we'll get a UK takeover. It's scheduled in inverted commas for June. <laughs> I hope enough. it goes ahead, but who knows? Exactly, you don't know anymore, oh, do you? They had it NXT champion versus NXT champion. If Finn's still champion, would be cool. Is Finn the champion? That would be very cool. Ooh, that's a good match. That that'd be sick. I'm really excited <laughs> for that match, but. When yeah. are we ever going to see it? I don't, I don't know. Because obviously Finn has gone back to America now, so it'd be bloody hard for him to come back. <laughs> I remember when he came out at the first um, NXT Takeover uh, Blackpool. Jordan Devlin. No, the Blackpool one where he was injured and he turned up. All oh, right. To give the uh, he came out him Triple H William Regal. Ah, oh, right. oh yeah. Yeah, I think there was somebody else in the ring. I can't, I can't remember. Um, but that that got a big pop. I remember seeing Dave Taylor on the screen and was like, "I, I know, I know him. <laughs> I know him." <laughs> Everyone just looking at me like, "Yeah, like of course you're, you like do. You're, you're insane." <laughs> yeah, of course you fucking do, dickhead. I was like, "No, no, I do, I do." He's watching me wrestle. This is Brian Adenson telling you to listen to Broken but Glorious podcast. Pro Wrestling Illustrated released a full list of their 2020 award winners. So I thought we'd just go through the winners and see if we agree. The wrestler of the year was John Moxley. Yeah, Moxley. I can't. I, I can't really win at Moxley. He's obviously done fantastic mm. given the, he's held he's held the belt for the whole year. Um, in AEW, um, he's had some great matches. Every every uh, yeah, I think most recently obviously <laughs> with the um. Classic with obviously with um uh, and, uh, with uh, obviously the classic with um uh with Kenny Omega uh, <laughs> was brilliant. So I've got no complaints with Moxley. Yeah, you can't you can't really complain at that at all, can you? I think the only person you could go maybe this person said would be Drew McIntyre. Well, the only other one I'd go for is maybe Kenny himself, Kenny Omega himself. Um, yeah, be the only other one I'd go for, or potentially um. Yeah, that's the only other one. WWE, I could only think of Sasha or Bailey. Sasha or Bailey. I've had stellar years. Would you not say Drew McIntyre? I think he's he's been solid, but I don't think he's had that standout. There's not been a match where you've really gone... What, even Roman versus Drew? Oh, yeah, that was good. That was very good. I loved that Mm. match. But yeah, I think I think I think with Drew, he's been brilliant in his job role. But yeah, like I think to win this, you need to have consistent, amazing match of the night contenders all the way and he hasn't done that I don't think. think think of our of our WWE show of the year 
he was against Bobby Lashley because we couldn't. <laughs> every other show had better matches than him. Well, I wanted him versus Drew. Uh, sorry, versus him versus Roman, but one, you obviously one, couldn't one, fit him in, could you? Because it was one, one with you. Sorry, I don't know. It's all one, one, one. Right, the tag team of the year was Sasha and Bailey. Ding dong. <laughs> yeah, no, that that that's 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 completely fair. Like you can't can't argue with that, can you? Yeah, no, no. I maybe. think maybe um the I think there's I think if we're going to um look at I think maybe the young bucks were given the they revival. Uh, were good. Revival were good. There is actually quite a few you could argue with here. I think I know young bucks should good get year. mine. Young bucks should get mine only because of the fact that they've had the fact that against um F- uh, FTR at the last we were actually couldn't believe there was a t- better tag team match this year and that was between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Adam Page from my favourite match I was going to say you've got a lot to choose from there you've got you've got the Revival you've got the Young Bucks you've got Kenny and uh, Hangman I think w- w- what I will give Bailey and Sasha credit for they were literally carrying WWE in my opinion through the summer months when it was were. when it was a pretty drab product yeah. in all honesty whereas whilst the um, tag team match, whilst the Unbucks are definitely getting my vote, and their tag team matches have been inc- absolutely incredibly insane. Um, AEW as a whole has been always great, and there's always been people that they don't. It's not been all about them because there's been so many good other stories going on. Whereas with WWE during those tough months, it's almost a bit like when CM Punk was carrying WWE, he was so good because he was carrying a drab product on his on his shoulders. If we're gonna go outside of the, 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 the like the main two, I think the North and Impact have been amazing all year. Um, oh, good things. I think the front line missed out narrowly as well. <laughs> one, one match, one defeat. So. <laughs> hey, it was more than one matches. I believe we had at, at least five. So, nice. and we had the first toilet roll on a pole match in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, step to me, pro wrestling illustrated. I dare you. At me. Come at me. Literally at me on Twitter, and I'll tell you why we were the best tag team in the world this year. Through only five matches, they yeah. were faultless. So you can only go off the sample product that you've got. And off those five, guess we're the best in the world. Yeah, uh, match of the year. I'm not going to argue with this. It was Omega and Page versus the Unbooks from Revolution. Everyone's favourite match this year, I think. Yeah. Uh, you can't argue with that, can you? Really? Maybe I'm trying, I'm trying to think something to go against it but it's a bit it's a bit of a hard one isn't it because it was such a mad match I really oh, I really like the Jay Uso Roman Reigns matches but they weren't really matches they were more just segments <laughs> so, especially yeah. the first one and the, yeah, I thought that so, first so. one was really good but the second one kind of as much as everyone like goes on about it the second one kind of disappointed me with the Uso Reigns match because I was like it's just the same thing yeah but in a cage. And I'm not a fan of the I quit inside. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't like, a fan of that. Yeah, there was, was the, two, too it many situations most, on top of each other. <laughs> it was so overbooked because it was I quit and then the whole thing with Jay and Roman crying and you're like, but it, it's the same same thing again. Yeah, agreed. It's what we just saw. I'd say, I'd like say Sasha, Sasha, and, higher either. Yeah, Sasha and Bailey at Hell in a Cell was probably my WWE match of the year. What one? It sorry, which one match of the year again? It was Omega and Page versus the Unbooks from Revolution. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not gonna even gonna disagree with <laughs> this. You know how strong I felt yeah. about this. Yeah, uh, I, I can't look past it. If I'm gonna offer a potential one for um, a potential challenger, I would maybe go for the Royal Rumble 2020, the actual Rumble match itself. Yes, I love it. yeah. Did only because it was my favorite ever Rumble, Royal Rumble match. Um, so um, that would be, and I did also really enjoy the Elimination Chamber match as well, but I just can't, that tag team match meant so much to, uh, it was my favourite ever tag team match of all time, and to compare that to God knows how many years of watching tag team wrestling, I think, says it all, <laughs> so I can't disagree, but yeah, Definitely. we'll give credits to the Royal Rumble, because it was my favourite Royal Rumble since 2001, which says it all. I think a good competitor against it would be Roman versus because that was such a oh, good match. Yeah. It was a great I match. I loved that match so much. I think like that match actually had me on the edge of my seat going, oh my God, look at these two mammoth of men, like, actually. Because <laughs> it wasn't just like your old school two heavyweights going against each other where they just slap against each other. Like, you know, yeah. 
it was proper wrestling. You're like, fucking hell, look at this. It, it was a really good match. What I will, the only criticism I've got about that is it's not them two or anything like that. It's uh, more the fact that WWE, I think I mentioned it when we did the Survivor Series, I didn't like the fact that they weren't even bringing up the fact that it's like Raw versus SmackDown. They weren't even keeping like a bloody clock of the, like, they, they didn't even have like a result sort of going up of who's no. winning. So that's what yeah, I was like. Yeah, that's not against the match, is it? That's no, just the it's not, but I kind of lost my kind of it. I kind of lost the excitement of well, who's going to really win this? Is not there's not really, not really much riding on it. It's going to probably be a like a draw or something. So, but both men still managed to get me, and that says it all about the match itself. The fact they managed to get me excited and actually get me to enjoy. Well, I it. just I looked at it as like it's WWE champion versus Universal champion, and it was a bit like whoa, okay, that had my attention. But then it's also the fact that these two absolute units of people are coming together, and you're like whoa, okay. Yeah. It felt like actual star power. Do you know when you looked at like Austin and Rock and they looked at each other and you were like, "Oof, okay." Because yeah. I was, I was, I was watching, I was watching a, I think it was a six-man tag um, from 2001 that was on SmackDown yeah. just before the Royal Rumble, and it was Taker, Rock, and I was Taker, Rock, and Austin versus Angle, Kane, and Rikishi, and Triple H was the referee. <laughs> so it was a mad match and you're like it just came up on my Facebook so I streamed it to my TV watched it and at the end um, The Rock uh, does the people's elbow to Kane and pins him and The Rock and Austin just turn around after clearing the ring and they both bump into each other and turn around there's just this they look at each other and the crowd just goes mad and I get the, that same vibe from Drew and Roman and I'm just scared that they'll because obviously Austin and Rock hardly ever wrestled each other in those later years and that's where the magic came from as well. So, like, it was a big deal whenever they interacted. I do worry that, that one day that these two will come together and they'll overbook it. Yeah. And it'll just be like that one that you see all the time. Like, like they did with Cena and Orton. Yes, I was going to say that's a good example. Because I remember they tried to do, like, a similar stare down. I think it was at 2011 Royal Rumble or something. But I don't think anyone was really interested. Because you've seen them you've seen them two square down so many times. It would make it feel that like a big moment. stare down ever in a Rumble was... Hulk Hogan and Warrior in 1990. They wanted, cool. they, they wanted to see if the fans would like a face versus face, and they just went bananas when you know, they cleared cool. the ring and then they just came together. <laughs> the one, the one that they did actually do quite well was um, Batista and Cena, because they never, they never wrestled really until the later before Batista actually left, and I thought that was always set up really well. It was since doing separate brands, and well, yeah, yeah. So that's what kept kept it special that you never saw it. They were far, far apart from each other. So when they finally come together, you're like, oh, what Punk wanted to do with Brian as well. Yeah. And then that got kind of overbooked as well. Mm. The less people touch, the more, the better it is. Less is more. Oh, that's a classic wrestling quote, that. Feud of the year, um, Bailey versus Sasha. I think of anything better. I was going to say, what about Hangman and Omega? Yeah, I think... I think that's still bubbling there. I think that's not even yeah. Surprised, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. But I like the whole thing where it was like the back and forth. They had the titles, then they broke up. But it was the whole drinking thing as well, where mm. Kenny was trying to help him. Yeah. And then eventually turned on him. I thought that. I, I thought that was cool. And the setup between them as well, where it was like um, after one of the tag matches, like Hangman grabbed the top rope like he was going to go for the, uh, the buckshot lariat, and then Kenny was like skulking around like he was going to knee him. And it was yeah. like, oh, and I, I always thought those little touches were cool. And it's like, oh, you could, they can't trust each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the feud of the year, that's probably the obvious one. My yeah. only criticism of it is I felt like it was a bit, almost a bit rushed towards the end. Uh, it just felt like a little bit rushed towards the end. It's still mm. great, and I think they still felt that you could all you could almost use that the signs were there from even going back as far as WrestleMania. You could say the signs were there. Um I'm going to go for a bit of a left field one, which I, which I, from a personal perspective, actually really enjoyed. And <laughs> I actually really enjoyed, this is more going for a feud that was happening this year. Yeah. I loved it. I actually really enjoyed it. Well, Adam Cole uh, versus Pat McAfee, both the, um, that's a good show. I that's actually really show. enjoyed it. Given it's something <laughs> you, sh- you shouldn't have enjoyed, but I quite like the fact that they went a bit serious with the fact that they were like, actually, no, um, we do apologize that this kicked off on, 
on a podcast it shouldn't have happened it was just yeah. <laughs> um we, we take full responsibility for the um and then the fact that he came in and booted adam cole in the chest which was like oh my god has he actually and i was like oh, has he actually just cocked up has he actually accidentally really hurt him um and then yeah just quite enjoyed the um the whole build-up to um to war games so yeah, um, i really yeah i really enjoyed ray versus seth yeah i was just about to say Ray versus Seth, eye for an eye. Seth was good, yeah. It's just weird. It's just weird. I think <laughs> you know, it was a long one as well, which I think you're supposed to have to give it on like a, an actual proper build. I think of AEW, they've all been. Um, I think it's they've obviously there's not been one that's been really they've had like loads of sort of going on, but also um, I think as you say, a lot of them are still bubbling as well. So it's um, there's not really a feud. But I did love the build up to Eddie Kingston versus. Moxley. Moxley, yeah. Oh, that was good. I said it was only a few weeks of build up, so it wasn't real. I was going to say it wasn't. Huge fuse, yeah. But it was, With Rollins yeah. and, and Ray as well, that was more like Rollins versus the Mysterio family. And yeah. I enjoyed that. Was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Rollins and Murphy. Was yeah, Rollins and Murphy versus the entire Mysterio legacy. <laughs> I think it might have been a bit more in 20, towards the end of 2019 when it actually begun, but I did also enjoy Seth and KO as well. Having a feud with Samoa Joe mm. getting involved, um, yeah, that was good as well. Yeah, um, oh, might as well go for um, Bucky there because they picked Dominic Mysterio, but I might have put Pat McAfee in here. Even though he's only had two yeah. matches, but he was very impressive in both their matches. <laughs> I agree. I, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Dominic. But... Dominic's done well, and I'd, I'd, I think as well. I think both of them have done fantastic in the sense that expectations went up high you could even argue it might i don't know if it's more difficult to wrestle in front of no fans or lance would have a better view than myself on that one whether it is more difficult to, to obviously the fact you know the world's watching but you've got no live audience to give you that buzz whether that yeah might i don't know if that makes it harder or worse but or, or easier sorry but um but both of them are terrific well i gave the um the dominic and ray serious praise from their match at summer sorry dominic and seth uh serious praise from their match at SummerSlam, and um and yeah, uh, Pat McAfee again. I really, really enjoyed his arrival in NXT. It's almost like that you would. He's almost like you would. You don't really associate celebrities kind of getting involved with NXT, but he's done terrific. I think it's actually been the complete opposite of a disaster, which you could have said before. It, you, you can't see it being anything but a disaster. Well, that gives more credit to Adam Cole. But yeah, both of them I think would've been great. Um, I'd also like to say, uh, also, I think Will Hobbs deserves a slight bit of credit, not major credit, but I've yeah. quite liked the fact that he's come on the scene. He certainly doesn't deserve to win. Uh, no. There's certainly both the guys from WWE definitely deserve it more, but I think, yeah, he's done pretty well coming on the scene. I was really struggling to think of any other rookies in WWE. Even in NXT now, they tend to be seasoned <laughs> veterans when they break up. <laughs> well, Dexter Loomis, does he count or is he a veteran? I don't, I've not really known too much he's about him. He's been around for a long he's been, time. He's been around for about 10 years before he signed oh, He was on, he was on Impact. <laughs> he was, he was, uh, yeah, Sam, um, oh, was he? Something Sam. Yeah, he was tiny. What's his name? Sam, Sam Shaw. Sam Shaw. He was, he was still the weird stalker character. Yeah, but he didn't, he, was, he wasn't, <laughs> yeah, he, but he was, wasn't jacked like he is now. Like you won't be like I saw him. I can't remember what I saw him in. It was something to do with the aces and eights. And mm, I, I think it was on. Loomis. I think it was on Wrestling with Regret. And yeah. he went, and that's Dexter Loomis. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause the video and look it up, and it was like, okay, that's not as threatening as that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was one of the one interviews I was so starstruck in when I interviewed Brian Zane. I- Wrestled, wrestled DJ Khan. I was like, like, like a proper like hero to me. I was like, oh. I love this stuff. Luckily, I had about three beers, so I had the courage to go up to him and ask him if he wanted an interview. <laughs> was, it, was he all right? It's lovely. Yeah. Right? It's uh, I imagine nice. he would be. Yeah, it's he, really he, always, he gives off those proper, proper, like, genuine, proper sound fella vibes yeah. when you watch his videos. I, yeah. I love all this stuff. It's a proper off-the-cuff interview because he was just literally standing at a bar, so I had nothing prepared. So I felt <laughs> what, you just grabbed him at the bar and went, do you want an interview? And he was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, just had the, we had the stuff set up upstairs. We just Oh, uh, right. I thought grab- you literally wh- whapped out your phone on the, yeah. <laughs> on the bar and went, all right, son, here we go. <laughs> no, we, gra- we grabbed him and we grabbed Adam Bichitti. Yeah, oh, he's a him. nice fellow. I met him at... Um... He's huge. Oh, he's massive. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. He's six, six at least. 
Yeah, something like that. There's a picture of me and him on on Facebook. I met him when me, Disciple, Sinclair and Crash from the Arcade went to watch World Sport, the first taping. Hmm. And I spot Grado wrong while I was uh, (laughs) chanting. I spot Grando. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why. (laughs) But it was like a five-hour taping and I was like, Grando. (laughs) Should we yeah. rush through these last couple? <laughs> yeah. Um, indie wrestler of the year, I think it's going to be hard for us to pick because they've picked Warhorse because we've had no indie wrestling over here and I've not been able to watch as much of an indie wrestling as I could in America. I, I can't comment. Yeah, I really can't. It's me. <laughs> Obviously, dance. dance will get my vote then. Yeah, there we go. Inspirational wrestler of the year, they went for Chad Gaspar. Yeah, I think, yeah, given the fact, yeah, I think it's hard to. Yeah, really hard to disagree with that. Um, yeah, yeah. Most popular, they've gone for Orange Cassidy. The only one I could do opposite was possibly earlier this year, Otis. He was so over going it. He was, yeah. I think it's a um, toss-up between both. Cassidy would get mine. I think he is just, he's been absolutely incredible. You've um, loved him since the second you saw him in that. Oh, I loved, yeah. Rumble, the, the Rumble, uh, yeah. Casino uh, Battle Royale. <laughs> with was Tommy called. Dreamer, yeah, the thing with Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And I, I like that, the fact that, I, what I like was the Jericho feud. Uh, Jericho was excellent at that. Yeah. And, but I did, um, but the fact the match against John Silver as well was brilliant. And the fact that, yeah, I, I've enjoyed these, this kind of the serious aspects as well as the, the comedy. And I, I really love it. I think him and the best friends are probably my favorite thing in AEW. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever saw him was at a uh, fight called pro show in Manchester. Oh, wow. And yeah. even then he was like, he like commanded a presence. He yeah. was like, whoa, he's, he's fucking cool. Him. Like you actually look at him, you go, Nah, he's, he's cool as fuck. <laughs> but he's like, because I'm what six foot one, something like that. I was like, he's a short dude, but he's cool as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. He's someone you'd want to hang out with. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, my, both my kids are obsessed with. We can't wait for his figures to come out. I think it's the end of February. I was going to say it comes it's out it. soon, doesn't it? It's on ringside for pretty order. This um, is how everyone finds out that Lance Rivera is an actual fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't wait. They both saved their Christmas money. Other side of the spectrum. Order that well. Most hated wrestler there. They've gone for Seth Rollins. This must be in kayfabe. So. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you can't. I don't, I don't, yeah, this isn't like X Pac heat wrestler. <laughs> I think this is. It just seems like a weird category because usually you do yeah. get people that people actually dislike in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, Seth got, right. Seth got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he has I been that. Been, if it was most despicable character of the year, possibly. Well, yeah, because uh, I, I wouldn't say hate is the right word. It's hard but. to because I was fine with this one. Is it hard? Like, is it people getting thrown down your face like this type of scene there as a baby face, or is it? I don't know. Someone doing despicable tactics to get over, or. Mm. Or, or something like that but um, I think in terms of a kayfabe then 100% Seth the, some of the actions he's done oh, this yeah, year he's a proper evil bastard at the start of the year wasn't he but yeah. I would give it to um, <laughs> I, I'd probably have to give it to um, if we're going to go kayfabe MJF but then everyone loves him as a heel so it's, it's a tough yeah. one this one um, I'd but, still go with Seth over MJF as much as like MJF is a knob yeah I think, I think like Seth like a good <laughs> Seth will just get it I think maybe Seth um, tried to blind a man that's true the I last did one blind is... a man oh sorry go on sorry I was going to say I was going to go to the last one but you carry on yeah. I was going to say well he did blind a man it wasn't that he tried he did blind a man yes my other one would maybe be Don Caddis oh yeah he wrecked he wrecked everything he wrecked the AEW <laughs> match <laughs> And the last one is Comeback of the Year MVP. I can't argue with that. No, he's sick. We laugh about it all the time, don't we? We said on this show last year, or well, the prediction show, that, oh yeah, MVP will save them. MVP will be uh, one of the best things in the summer months of WWE. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll run, a, he'll run a, a stable and you'll love him. He'll be he'll, brilliant. He'll, he'll, sa- he'll save Lashley, Benjamin and yeah. Alexander's career. Well... <laughs> uh, you would, uh, you would, yeah, you would say, um, you would, you'd accuse someone of being drunk or, or on, <laughs> on some sort of drug or something. He's sick though, isn't he? He's so good. Yeah, Spoilers for Raw. 
in case anyone's interested. Or am I not allowed to speak about spoilers for all? No, go on. Um, the teasing them breaking up because they've got like a them arguing. Oh. And it's like, oh, don't do it. Breaking people up, just let them stick together. So you become legends. They're already like. Uh, apparently, I was. I haven't watched the show, but I saw it on Instagram. Where the the bickering and it's like oh the bickering oh and it's like oh, don't do it don't do it. This is Charlie Bennett and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. All right, so it's time for the final of a question sports and statement. Nick, do you want to remind us of the scores? It's five four to uh, Lance. And the mm-hmm. last round, mm-hmm. there's eleven answers. So yeah, you need to be um, quite good on this. Um, since 2013, um, yeah. there's been 11 superstars who have been at the time an active NXT member, but they've been allocated a space in the Royal Rumble. Oh, Can you okay. um, name me those 11 wrestlers? Um, I don't know who goes first, but uh, whoever it's me. Lance to go first, go first. Please go first, Lance. Alexander Rusev. <laughs> Miro is correct. <laughs> Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Bye bye. Correct. Johnny Gargano. Correct. The Johnny Gargano way is correct. Oh, was Sami Zayn still in NXT? He was indeed. Yes. Correct. He uh, made a really great return uh, at a 2016 Royal Rumble when I was really drunk around my mate's house. We even got so loud. We did. We we got so loud when AJ Styles came out. Everyone was losing their minds, and then the police came. <laughs> it's just the men's, I guess. Uh, just men's, yes, yes. so I should have made that clear. Right, <laughs> two all, Lance's third go. I believe Kevin Owens turned up when he was in NXT as well, didn't he? Uh, he did not, no. Oh, he, he debuted on Raw on Cena, I think, answering Cena's United States. He did, Open yeah. Uh, two all, Chris, your third go. Uh, Andrade, he was champion. Andrade is oh, correct. Yeah. Lance, your fourth go. Hmm. <laughs> Does the greatest Royal Rumble count? No, it doesn't count. Sorry, oh. yeah. I forgot to mention that. That does not count. It's, we're talking proper um, rumbles. Yeah, I know the four NXT people. Yeah, because you watch nothing but rumbles in your spare time. Yeah. That, that excuse will... It's not an excuse forever. At some, some point, you, you've got to... Like, what do you want to watch? Can I watch an elimination match? Elimination watch Chamber? Does that, it doesn't battle. Elimination <laughs> match. Oh my God. Um, did Enzo Amore... Uh, no, oh, Chris, your fourth go. You can actually go into, you can actually, um, you actually Ty can Dillinger. go in front here. Yeah. Was Ty Dillinger? Ty Dillinger is correct. He came oh, out shit, at yeah. the number 10th entrance. <laughs> yeah, you're spot on. Sean Spears is correct. <laughs> your your last go, Lance. You need to get this to stay in the game, or Chris wins. I'm probably struggling here. Um, I want to say Tommaso Champa, but I don't think it's right. I'm afraid he's not correct. No. Um, so Chris has won, but Chris, you've got one more go. If you want to have a go just for fun. Alistair Black? Alistair Black's correct. Oh, so, Ricochet. Other ones, no, not correct. No? Other ones you could have had were back all the way back in 2013, because he won a match at Access, I think, was Bo oh, Dallas. Oh, Bo Dallas. Oh, yeah. Um, in 2019, one I thought you boys would get was Pete Dunne. For being eliminated by Drew McIntyre. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. And then last year, one I'm really surprised you didn't get, Keith Lee, when Brock Lesnar oh, said, who's this oh, motherfucker? <laughs> and uh, Matt Riddle as well. He got thrown out as soon as he got in by Corbin. Corbin, yeah. It's <laughs> the only thing I didn't like. That was, that was the only minor hiccup from that show, but I found it quite funny because it's obviously WWE's way of doing a bit of sticking their fingers up to the fans. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Chris. Yes. Um, Lance is question master next week. Mm. Well, next time we do a quiz, because I don't know if we're, it's, it's the top 10 Rumble competitors next ah, week, yeah. so I don't know if we'll be able to like, take up the whole show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cyrus Blackwell, and you will say my name and keep listening to Broken But Glorious. All right, so it's time for the return of BBG Big Debate. Hooray! <laughs> so last time was last time we did this was two months ago. <laughs> oh my! So, so finding we the poll. Blame it on lockdowns. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> yeah, finding the poll was fun. So the debate was. Does anyone remember what the debate was? Uh, was it a John Cena? Did John Cena? 
It was if WWE and AEW put on a super show, what would be the main event? That was it. Right, so in last place was Nick John Cena vs Omega, 13.6%. And the winner was me, Triple H versus Cody, 48.5%. So I get to pick this week's debate. So it was recently marked 25 years since um, Steve Austin made his WWF debut. So I thought we'll do something cold, Stone Cold based. So I just wanted to do what was his greatest feud stroke rivalry. So. Nick, you came last, so... <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Who you got to pick first? Um, right, I'm going to go for the great one, the Brahma Ball, the Rock. Yes. Um, now, with this, I think there's always the great internet debates of wrestling uh, that, that causes many arguments, many hilarious YouTube comments of fans absolutely uh, go into tongue on their people that they disagree with. So you always have the debate of who was better wrestler, Brett or Sean, but the biggest one of all time is who was more over the rock or stone cold Two absolute pioneers. This feud was everything. We've already said it on the show when they used to have the stare downs in the Royal Rumble, how epic it was, but all above all that video package ahead of WrestleMania 17, you will never find a better promo video. Limp biscuit, my way, the rock versus stone cold promo for that match at WrestleMania 17 even fans don't like wrestling it's the bit yeah there you are it's still could probably get I'd love to know the stats the data of seeing that of how many watches it gets even per day per minute especially (laughs) in the build up to WrestleMania but it is the best video package of all time it was one of my favourite main events of all time but above all they're two of the absolute not my favourite Rock and Austin match though no, but yeah, so there you go. See, it's not even the best one. There you are. You're doing it for me. Um, but yeah, I would have taken the rock if it, if you hadn't picked it. The um, yeah, there you are. So in theory, unless we unless Lance hijacks this again, as always, <laughs> this should win. But yeah, no, the rock rock gets my vote. Okay, Lance. Right. Well, as I've just admitted, I wanted Nick's vote, but <laughs> but I have uh, I've gone for arguably the biggest feud in wrestling history. The feud that catapulted wrestling from the next generation era to the Attitude Era, and that is Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin. There isn't much more of a feud that catapulted wrestling to the mainstream. The only thing that you could talk about uh, transcending wrestling in the 90s is the Hogan heel turn. But even then, that didn't have the long-lasting effect that we still all pine for. And it's yeah. still copied to this day by every wrestling company going. Is the heel authority figure taking it to the babyface that is that hates the boss? The most relatable, sorry, the most relatable feud ever in pro wrestling history. Because as everyone always says, who doesn't want to give the boss two middle fingers and throw yeah. beer at them? That's the old saying, isn't it? So how how could this not be his best ever feud that's lasted not just through the 90s, not just through the 2000s, but when any time Raw has an anniversary show, just like the one they had last year, he still ends with Austin and McMahon. Yes. All right, so... <laughs> So I think Bret Hart is Stone Cold's greatest feud. It was it was sandwiched with two, I reckon, five star matches with the number one contenders match at Survivor Series '96, and then their instant classic at Mania '13. But in between those matches, you had um, Stone Cold attached Bret Hart to cost him the title at, um, in your house '12. Then at the Rumble, Bret eliminated Austin, but the rest didn't see it. So. Brett Force he had won and then Austin came in and dumped <laughs> Brett out and then um, what happened then yeah, um, and at uh, the next in your house they had a four corners elimination match like a yeah, four way battle royal you had to throw over the top row Brett eliminated Austin in that and then they had the, the epic submission match at WrestleMania 13 which Brett won, but Austin passed out in the sharpshooter, refusing to submit. He was heavily bleeding. Which, and the match ended in a double turn with Austin turned babyface. Brett turned heel, reformed, and then later on reformed the Heart Foundation and went on to make, basically make Vince McMahon. Because if we didn't have the 
screw the job, we wouldn't have Hale McMahon. So, in essence, Bret Hart is the reason for Lance's choice. Mm. I like how you piggybacked off me there. <laughs> but yeah, it's epic. I don't know how they would have turned and face as good as in that submission match. There is no better face turn than that, is there, really? No. And yeah. It's the ultimate face turn and the ultimate heel turn as well. Not, not passing out. <laughs> oh, or not giving up. Not giving up? How can someone not root for someone who refuses to quit? Which is something at the same time that they have overkilled because obviously the John Cena, I never bet down, I never quit. Yeah. That ran thin with a lot of people. But it's because it was, wasn't that he was telling you that he'd never back down, it was that he's showing you but he's still lost, which I think makes it a bit more relatable as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, if you check out our Twitter, BBG Wrestling, tomorrow lunchtime, or Wednesday lunchtime, if you're listening. To it. <laughs> 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 and there'll be a poll up, and yeah, the winner will get to pick next week's debate. So, uh, Lance, do you want to plug your t shirt before we go? <laughs> I think it's got to be a really close yeah. one. I think they're free, free really close. Yeah, it'd be. I'm I'm intrigued. For, for I know people I'll come last, who obviously aren't don't see us have these conversations before we come on air. My original pick was going to be Brian Pillman. Yeah. Because how could you get more of a personal feud than someone who tried to kill him? And then I realised <laughs> The Rock also tried to kill him, and so did Vince, <laughs> and so did Triple H. He was one of my other picks that I didn't say, but Triple I was H like, was going to be my second one. <clears throat> how come? Everyone got away with trying to murder Steve Austin. (laughs) It was a different time, I know, but Mm. everyone, everyone and their nan tried to kill Steve. (laughs) One run him over with a car, one threw him off a bridge, and the other one tried to shoot him. Yeah, I would recommend you go back and watch Austin versus Brett at Survivor Series 96. Because it was before he got an injury, so he goes, still a brilliant. Yeah, it's, he's still a brilliant, brilliant technical wrestler before he had to change into a brawler because of his neck injury. So I would recommend you go back and watch that. It's, yeah, people always talk about wrestling you're 30, and that's kind of the forgotten match in the series. But, in an uh, interesting turn of events as well, I have just read that Steve Austin has said that, um, oh God, how many? It's 18 years since the, that his last match, and uh, he still claims that he could kick the rock's ass. <laughs> I would like to see just that. I'm telling the, you what, a WrestleMania match is coming. <laughs> I would like to see just for the banter of um, just hearing the glass shatter at Royal Rumble, the crowd reaction would that would be, that would be. I know people say, oh, what, what would be the biggest pop of all time? I'm trying to think. Would would that get more of a reaction if you think about a full out of Royal Rumble, hearing the glass shatter over a CM Punk cult of personality? I tell you what would be the biggest pop of all time. So you were the smash. You were sorry, no biggest pop of all time would be the rock comes out in the rumble so it's if you smell what the rock's cooking he comes down everyone go mad and then he so he comes out 29 and 30 the glass smashes <laughs> and that's when everyone people would be crying that <laughs> would be the greatest pop of all time and it would never get beaten because that first reaction of the rock coming out everyone would be like oh my god it's the rock oh my god and then he's in the ring <laughs> He does like the people's elbow, the rock bottom. He's there, like stood in the middle of the ring on his own, waiting for thirty to come out, and then the yeah. glass shatters, and it's like, ah! Oh! <laughs> that, that that'd be the greatest reaction of all time, without a doubt. And just for banter, you have number thirty-one, and it's uh, it's uh, I'm a real American, and it's just flat, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> where'd this come from? And that's hard to ruin it. I don't know. I don't even know if that would ruin it. Would people just get excited? I don't know. Well, you'd have to win it because I don't think he'll be able to get thrown over the top rope. It's like Iron Sheik at WrestleMania 17. He won it because he literally couldn't get thrown over the top rope because it would destroy him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that story so much. I, I, reckon he, I reckon he could get over the top rope. I reckon he's shithoused his way. He's like, I'm not losing. I refuse to lose. I bet he said, I refuse to lose. And someone said, no, 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 you are, you are, you're going over, and he goes, no, nah, I can't, yeah, <laughs> I can't, sorry, I've got a dodgy hit, mate, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Alright, lads, do you want to flog your t-shirts oh, for a go? I've always wanted to try that, just in a rumble, <laughs> I'm going to try it the next Wrestle Island one, but I'm not 
can't do it. I've got uh, added replacement drone lockdown. <laughs> oh my god. Um, right, yeah, no, you can get my <laughs> you can get my t-shirt at launchfair12.bigcardsold.com. They're still available. There'll also be pictures up soon as well. Signed pictures of me if you want them for your wall. Because of course you do. Uh, there'll be pictures of the front line as well to uh, to buy off the Lanchevera store. And they'll be great to go on your mantelpiece. Will they be signed? Well, mine will be. Uh, the front line ones were a bit, are going to be a bit more difficult to get signed as we are all in three oh, yeah, separate cool. locations. <laughs> so that will be a task. But yeah. you may be able to do it if you... If if that's something you, you beg and plead for. <laughs> yeah, as, as always, we've got plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. And if you enjoy our show, check us out on Twitter at BBG Wrestling and check out our website, bbgwrestling.com. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh.